Welcome to How Now, the podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. And here's your host, Kim Martin Raymond. Peace and blessings and welcome to another edition of the How Now podcast where we talk about how to live in the now. I am your host, Kim Martin Raymond. I'm a minister, spiritual life coach, author, and founder of Redefining You LLC, where I help my clients to align themselves mind, body, and spirit. And welcome again to season two of the How Now podcast. And if you are new to listening to the How Now podcast, please make sure that you go by my website, www.hownowpodcast.com. And that way you can keep up with my current shows. You can click on a link to see some of our shows that we did from season one. And you can also click on a link to our YouTube channel. So we have a a How Now YouTube channel where you can check out the things that we're doing on the How Now episodes. You can watch them. Or you can also check out my wellness journey that I've been on since last September. So again, go to www.hownowpodcast.com and be sure to like, subscribe, and share. Okay, so again, we're here with another episode. And the one thing that we're going to talk about today is going from brokenness to being in a space of beauty. Okay. And with that, we're going to be talking a little bit about how when we have trauma in our lives or tragedy in our lives, you know, how we respond to that, you know, tells us if we can move and transition and be transformed, you know, whether it be through, uh, you know, our spiritual experience, through our experience with God, You know, there are many ways in which we can move from a space of brokenness to a space of beauty. And this guest that I have with me today, this beautiful young lady that you see sitting here is going to help to, you know, peel back the layers and to talk about that process. And as is customary with the How Now podcast, I'm going to have her to introduce herself at this time. Thank you so much, Kim, for having me on your podcast. Absolutely. I am so excited and honored and blessed to be here. And I am so proud of you for your wellness journey. Thank you. You so told much. me about that at the beginning here, and I'm just so proud of you. You are amazing, absolutely Thank amazing, you. and you look beautiful. <laughs> Thank so, you. <laughs> so, you'd like to know who is Rena Groot? Well, I'd like to know too. <laughs> I think God only God only knows for sure. That's but, right. but I there's a few things I can tell you about my life, but it, I don't know if that tells you who I am, but I have a bachelor of education from the University of Alberta in Canada. Mm-hmm. I have a master's of religious education from the Southern Baptist Seminary in Cochrane, Alberta. I've been a teacher in Canada and a high school teacher in China. Mm-hmm. I am an author of seven books. I've been a tour manager from the Rocky Mountains all the way to the Pacific Ocean. I've been a missionary to the ends of the earth, literally. I'm a mother of four adult children. I'm a survivor of narcissistic abuse. And best of all, I'm a child of the living God. 
Yes, yes. And I am so thrilled and honored to have you here on the show and to talk about this process of brokenness to beauty. And you actually have created a course by that same name, Broken to Beautiful. I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Broken to Beautiful, transform, uh, Transforming. Transformed by God's Power. Transformed by God's Power. And that is a beautiful title for your course. And so, of course, before we talk a little bit about that, let's talk about how you got to that space. You talked about, you know, being a missionary. You've talked about, you know, being in, in a narcissistic abusive relationship. So I'm sure that that portions of, of those aspects of your life uh, have led you to uh, creating this course. So talk, talk to us a little bit about how you developed that. Well, it starts off actually in childhood. I was basically abandoned and put into foster homes and so I had this deep-seated feeling of not being wanted Mm. of being rejected unloved I felt like I was just kind of a fixture in people's homes Mm. and I knew that I was there because they were getting money for me and I knew that was the only reason I was important to them and so I had this deep-seated feeling of I'm not enough like I'm not good enough, I'm not smart enough, I'm not pretty enough, I'm not desirable, I'm not something somebody would want. And so because of that, that impacted my life so much that when I became an adult, um, a very inappropriate person asked me to marry them. And I had the feeling like, I will never find anyone better, no one else will want me. And so I, I said yes and I married this person and uh, you know I don't want to make it sound melodramatic but to me it was it was hell on earth Mm. Um, I'll just give you a quick example Um, so the first year of our marriage he would come home every day and just turn on the tv as soon as he walked in the door and sit in front of the tv from as soon as he walked in the door until he went to bed he had his meals in front of the tv and everything he didn't even talk to me And so thankfully I was a school teacher. I had another life. Otherwise I would probably gone crazy. And so finally at one point, I think probably about maybe four months in after all this, I said, you know, either the TV is going to go or I do because I can't live like this. Right. And so, so the TV went, but nothing changed. Like we still didn't talk. And it was just, it was the strangest experience. I don't know why I married this man. But anyway, well, I do, because I didn't think I deserved anybody better. And so I said, I suggested to him, let's go to this marriage enrichment course for a weekend. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe that'll help us. It'll give us some ideas. So he said, yes. So we went. And the very first night, the speaker said, "Um, I want you to take this piece of paper with questions on it and go to your room and talk to each other and ask each other these questions and answer the questions and everything. Uh So we went to the room. And there was a sign posted on the TV that said, you know, like, you're here for each other, no TV for you this weekend. So the first thing he did was when he walked in the room is tore the the sign off the TV, turned on the TV and started to watch a hockey game. And I went, "Um, we're here to talk to each other. Like, can we can we talk? And he didn't even look at me. He said, sure, go ahead, talk. And I said, you know, like, if you're not really interested in being here, then 
what's the point? And he goes, you're absolutely right. There's no point of this. And he got up and grabbed a suitcase and left. And he left wow. me there by myself for the whole weekend. Oh, wow. So all these couples having all these cozy romantic dinners together by candlelight and flowers. And I was sitting by myself at my table and I thought, wow. I paid for this weekend. I'm determined to learn something. I'm going to get wow. my money's worth out of this. So at the end of the weekend, I called him to get a ride home. He didn't answer the phone. So I called a friend who came and picked me up. And I just, I was so upset. I couldn't go home. I stayed with my friend for a week. And then I thought, you know, I was teaching school, going to school every day, being the happy teacher. And meanwhile, inside I was dying, right? I was like, what the heck, you know? So at the end of the week, I thought, I can't stay with this friend forever. That's not fair to her. So I went to my house and well, my apartment, opened the door and my husband was standing there, my ex-husband, thank God. Anyways, he was standing there and he looked at me and the look on his face was, oh, it's you. So I didn't know what narcissistic abuse was about. Like um, I found out January 25th, 2019, I found out about his deep, dark other life. And um, I, oh my gosh, I just broke. Like my heart broke. I felt like I was having a heart attack. I went to emergency at the hospital because I thought I was dying. I thought my heart was, was, you know, in, in massive defibrillation, I guess they call it. Wow. And they checked me out and they said, nope, nope, nothing wrong with you. And I'm going, my heart is killing me. It's hurting mm. so badly. And so anyways, um, after I found out about his other life, I still gave him another chance because I thought, you know, maybe things could get better and they got worse. So um, yeah, it was, it was brutal. So mm. I've just filed for divorce. So in probably a month or two, I will be divorced. So I'm wow. so thankful. Wow. But but just the pain that I felt was so unbelievable. And, it, and so we were already apart at this point. And I was sitting in this very chair, crying my eyes out, like sobbing, like I didn't know people could sob, feeling pain like I didn't know people could feel. Wow. And I all of a sudden felt God's arms around me, holding me. And it was just like a father would hold his child. Yeah. And because I didn't have a father, I felt like maybe I appreciated it a hundred times more than a normal person would appreciate right. it, right? right? And it was just like, he was just holding me. And it was like, I felt like it's going to be okay. I'll be fine. And that was kind of the turnaround. That's when things started to change for me. And then my sister sent me some affirmations. I'm beautiful. I'm loved. I'm worthy. I'm right. valuable. I am powerful. And so I put all Christian, you know, like scriptures to those. Mm-hmm. And so actually on my Rena Groot web, uh, website, on my Rena Groot um, Facebook page, I have those affirmations that people can sign up for. And I've got like more, like I elaborated mm-hmm. and it just, it was just like a lifeline to me. It was like something that I would read every day. And I just felt like God was just transforming me as I read his word, as I looked to him, as I trusted him. Because otherwise, I don't even know if I'd be alive. Yeah. Wow. All right. So let's peel back some of the, the layers here that, that, uh, that you've talked about so far, because it's important for people to see, you know, because your trauma started very young, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, with the abandonment of your parents and that, that feeling of, 
of, of not having, you know, not feeling worthy or feeling valued. And we know that a lot of people go through that, that feeling, uh, you know, on different levels, you know, you experienced yours at, at a level that, you know, was so close, you know, your, your own family, your own parents. And so I'm sure that that, you know, like I said, that, that stayed with you and that resonated with you for, for all of those years. And then, like you said, the feelings of inadequacy or feeling like you were just a means to an end for your foster families, that that's a lot to go through as a child. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, I'm sure, you know, in school to, to have to put on that facade, you know, that everything is okay and that I'm okay or that I'm all right. Mm-hmm. And, and having to, to kind of go through that, that bit of self-talk to, to help you to be able to go through that. And then, uh, you know, it's very familiar when you talk about, um, you know, marrying your husband and feeling as though, you know, you, you weren't going to be able to find anyone better than that. Mm-hmm. And that's something. No one that, else will ever ask me. Right, right. <laughs> and that resonated with me with my first marriage because, I was over 300 pounds and I just thought I'm a big person. Nobody's going to ever ask me. I better jump on this opportunity uh, while I can, because nobody's going to want to beat me because they, you know, they're right. I'm fat. I'm not attractive. Nobody's going to want to be with me. And so, you know, that was my rationale for marrying my first husband as yeah. well. I was just like, oh, you know, nobody's going to wait. And so it's amazing how, you know, situations are different, but but we, we set it in our mind that, oh, well, this is, this is as good as it's going to get for me. So I better jump on any opportunity that I can get, <laughs> you know, cause, cause I don't know that it's ever going to happen for me again, exactly. you know, but we know that, that the situation changed for you because you said you had four children yeah. and, and, uh, you know, and, and that you worked in the, in the school system. So let's talk a little bit about how you know, you know, you got, you got to that space of, of God's arms being around you and realizing that things are going to be okay, but you were all, you know, you didn't appear to, to resonate or to, to reside in a space of despair because you went through the process of going to school, becoming certified to teach and to learning to love the children and the work that you were doing as an educator. Mm-hmm. Now, now my question for you is when you, when you were teaching, uh, were you also involved in the church at that point where you were talking about missionary work or did that come after? I was involved with the church from when I was in my early twenties. Oh, okay. And so in the summers I would go off and like I'd counsel at a Bible camp or I'd go to Haiti or go to Uganda or just like all over the place. Wow. Just so many different places. It was incredible. So I just feel like when I was in my deepest, darkest moments in all of my journey, mm-hmm. God was always there. He always showed up. Can I just tell you one that happened when I was in university? Sure. I just felt like, well, I'd gotten into, into this yoga class and it was Kundalini Yoga. Mm-hmm. And I remember the teacher saying that you have this serpent coiled at the base of your spine, like this should have been my warning right there. Something's right. off. 
Right. And she said that you, we are going to meditate and we're going to release this serpent and it's a life force. Something did release. And there was like this big black dark hole right in my chest. I could feel it. Right. And it was like, it was empty. It was void of anything. And I felt like it was growing. And I felt like it was just going to overtake me. I was going to be completely black inside. Wow. And I knew that when that happened, I wasn't going to care about anyone or anything. And I thought, I don't want to get to that place. Wow. So I was um, living in student residence for university. I was on the 18th floor of an apartment building. There's a lot of university suicides. It's really wow. crazy, especially around exam time. So anyway, wow. I felt like I have nothing to live for. And I was going, because of this darkness inside me, it was so oppressive. It was like, I was filling up with depression mm. and it was like, I was bottoming out. And I felt like I need to jump out the window. I'm going to jump out this 18 story apartment building window and that's going to be the end. And then I'm not going to hurt anybody because I won't be in this state where I don't care about anyone. And so this was the weirdest thing, like, this has really changed my perspective about a lot of the spirit, spirit realm because mm -hmm. I felt like there was something grabbing me right from that dark spot and was pulling me to the window. Wow. And I felt like if I was close to the window, I knew I was going to be pushed. Wow. I knew I wasn't going to have any options. It would have been a demonic murder. And I felt like I, you know, like I almost grabbed onto the table, like just a minute here, I'm still thinking because the, the pull was so strong. It was incredible. And then I looked at the window again and it was a bright sunny day. You could, there was no clouds or anything. And then when I looked at it again, it was like there was all clouds in front of the window and so thick that you couldn't see through the clouds. And yet I could see into the clouds and I could see a throne. And I was like, okay, this is bizarre. And then you couldn't see anyone on the throne because it was so thick clouds. Right. But I knew that there was someone sitting on the throne and I couldn't see his face, but I knew he was crying. Right. And I knew it was Jesus. And he said to me, Rena, this is not my plan for your life. And if you turn your life over to me, I will bring more beauty out of your life than you could possibly imagine at this moment. And then this is really, really, I mean, it's already crazy, but it got even crazier. You know how they say when people die, they see their life pass before their eyes. I saw my life pass before my eyes, just like in a, in a split second. It just was like, boom. And there was this whole scene and it was so fast that, of course, you don't see details. Right. But I, just, I, in my spirit, I picked up that this is such an incredible life. I would be insane to throw that life out the window. Because God has such incredible things in store for this life. I was like, okay, I'm yours. I'm turning my life over to you. And that's when things all started to change. Uh -huh. That is amazing. I love that you shared that because it, it goes to show that, you know, just like there are forces in this world that are beyond our understanding for, for, that are not for our good, mm -hmm. there are those forces that are, are you know, our blessings. There, there, there are those forces that, that allow us to see that, you know, in, in the midst of a storm, there is a light, you know? Yeah. And I love that yeah. you were able to experience God in that moment. And that's it was beautiful. Amazing. 
that it was is amazing. Like if I hadn't experienced it, I'd probably think, oh, that's just a story. Like, come on, that's ridiculous. But I was there. So I know it happened. That's it. And that's beautiful. And, and that's what we want. You know, the the one thing, uh, and, and I've spoken about this um, in, in one of my workshops, talking about a mosaic. Because I think that there are, you know, a lot of broken pieces in a lot of our lives, things that have happened, things that have caused trauma in our lives. But there's this intertwining of, of, of God and his presence and all that uh, he seeks to do in and through our lives. Yeah. And, and that almost becomes that cement that takes all of those shards that we would say they were like broken glass, all of those shards and pieces of, of our life that were traumatic, that were hurtful, and, and that, that almost seemed to cut us deep. And his love and his grace and his mercy were like that cement that pours over it and makes this beautiful mosaic. So it takes those shattered pieces and it brings them back together and it makes something so beautiful and so unique. And, and, and that's what I love because each one of us is a mosaic. Each one of us has experiences that, that may have been similar, but, but the results may have been different. But when they're cemented in God's love and his grace and his mercy, it becomes this beautiful mosaic that's just, just like I said, unique to us. And exactly. then we're who he calls us to be. And then people can see the beauty. They no longer see the broken pieces. They see the art. They see the beauty of what it's become. Exactly. I and actually so I talk about it. that. I talk about that in my course, one of the examples. And I show a, a picture of this bowl a pottery bowl that yeah. was all smashed and all the pieces are together with gold. Yes. It's, it's called Kintsugi. It's yeah. from Japan. And it's, for me, it's an example of what God does with our lives. Like you could just be this pottery bowl That's and you it. look nice, but when you've got the gold or the silver or yeah. the platinum all woven into all the, the fragments of your life, all of a sudden yeah. you've got this amazing, beautiful piece of art. Yes. So yes. that's kind of what I was thinking when I when I put my course together too, like broken to beautiful. Yeah. I thought of that pot. And I that love that. Bowl. And I love that you use the analogy of a bowl because you know we have to be sure that we're filling ourselves as well. And I believe in always filling ourselves to overflow so that that way when we're pouring into others, we're not, you know, just pouring from a, a space and leaving nothing for ourselves. I believe in pouring, right. you know from a place of overflow so that that way we can toast together. We can, we can, you know, come together and celebrate our successes and we can celebrate how we've overcome or how we've transformed without exactly. having any animosity, you yeah. know, because now it's just not, I poured into you and now I have nothing for myself. So now I'm, I, you know, I'm looking at you like, well, you know, you took everything from me. I have nothing left for me. We're pouring from a space of overflow. So we have something for both of us. That, that we can both enjoy and that we can both exactly. experience, you know, the, the beauty that is being full. Exactly. So I love that. I, I absolutely love that. But, you know, like I said, what a, what a, a testimony to be able to, to move from that space and to overcome, because I know that that's a difficult thing for a lot of people to do, to be well, able to move from that space. Well, it's funny because I've said to God, 
whatever it takes to make me who you want me to be, do it. Yeah. And if I kick and scream, just ignore me. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's He's right. honored that prayer. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Because many of us, you know, it's, it's about obedience. Yeah. It's about obedience. He calls us to do things. And sometimes we get in a space of saying, well, no, I'm not going to do that. Or that negative self-talk comes back in and you're just like, nope, I can't do it. Yeah. You yeah. can't possibly want me to do it. I, I'm not qualified. You know, and, 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 and that's something, you know, where, where we see that obedience and, and our relationship with God can abound because you, you could have gone any kind of way with this. You could have said, no, I can't possibly write a book. I can't possibly write a course about this. I mean, I could talk about my experiences. Yeah. But, but who's going to want to listen to me? Oh, that's exactly what I said. Word for word. Wow. Wow. <laughs> no, and I actually sat crying in front of the computer going, God, are you serious? This is a joke, right? <laughs> you want me to put this course together? What? Yeah. But it's yeah. because we could speak from that experience. Like you said, it's 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 us being able to say, okay, yeah, I've I've lived this. Yeah. And and, and I've and I've persevered and exactly. and, and I've been transformed like you said, by God. And because I've been transformed, I can share that testimony. And, and it's and, not finished. No. It's ongoing. Just like your transformation, like you've gone from a place of brokenness and mm -hmm. I see a beautiful woman in front of me and you said, you're not done. You no. still want to carry on with like losing weight and becoming no. more who God made you to be, designed yeah. you to be. It is. And, 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 and it, it comes from a space of of strength it comes from something like you said that's so deep with you know deep inside of you people who who, who know me know my story and they know that um i you know i lost my youngest daughter you know 13 years ago to a brain aneurysm she was 16 and i lost my youngest daughter and the one thing that kept me going was remembering that you know god doesn't make mistakes so i wasn't angry and, and angry at him and you know, put my fist up and say, you took my baby. No, yeah. no. She, she came and she did all that she was supposed to do while she was here. And, and I'm grateful for the relationship and the love that I got to, to give her. But, you know, as my child, you know, God blessed her with me. And I, and, and when she was born, I had to give her back to him and to allow him to do a work in and through her life. And so, you know, it was with that understanding that I was able to move to from that space of, of being broken and, and, and missing my daughter. You know, the tears are going to roll because we're human. Yeah. We're, we're human living, you know, we're, 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 you know, living a human experience, but we're spiritual beings. And so, you know, you, you have to, to be able to understand that relationship. And my relationship with God was strong and, and, you know, at that time for me to understand that I gave my baby back to God. And yes, the human part of me is sad and misses her and cries every now and then and, and has sweet memories of her. Uh -huh. But at the, at the same time, I understand that that's where she needed to be. Mm -hmm. And, and so when, when you get to that, then you can begin to, to start, you know, rebuilding, and, 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 you know, continuing to find purpose 
you know, and, and, and that's what started me into coaching and, and doing the things that I'm doing. So, you know, we're all put in, you know, put on this earth for a purpose. And it's just, you know, our journey to find out what that purpose is and, and how we can go about, you know, honoring what it is that he's called us to do. Exactly. So, so I love that. Like I said, I love that you're doing, they mean that you're doing this course and that, you know, you've taken your experiences and you said, okay, I'm still in the midst of this, but it has not jaded you. Cause I see a beautiful woman sitting in front of me and, 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 and you know, the, the smile lets me know that yes, you're in a space of peace and it's not easy to get there. And I want people to understand that it's a process. It's not something that happens overnight, but it's not where we've let our experience be that determining factor that says, okay, well, th this is, this is the end, you know, when it's, when it's only the beginning. Right. So again, talk to, talk to me a little bit more about the course and, and, and how you structured that and what's that's going to look like for those who will participate in it. So it's a six week course. And there are going to be amazing guest speakers like Kim, for example. <laughs> Thank and, you so much. <laughs> and there's um, going to be a Facebook live group that we are going to meet together every week and talk about the, what happened that week and the course and what we're learning. And so, so for six weeks, there'll be modules that will be sent out. Mm -hmm. And there are three lessons to do in the week. And honestly, God put them together because they're so amazing. Like when I was writing some of it, I just sat crying because it was just so beautiful. And I thought this is going to really help someone. Yeah. And it's about being healthy, spirit, soul, and body. And it's about strategies for overcoming the lies, the lies that we're not good enough, smart enough, all that kind of stuff. And so it's transformational and it will help people to have strategies themselves like to know how to overcome when when life gets dark and life mm -hmm. gets hard yeah. and it'll just make them stronger like we talk about strongholds and yes. you know that the enemy tries to bring into our lives but there's a opposite god has a stronghold that he wants us to dwell in you yeah. know he dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide in the shadow of the almighty like he wants us to dwell in his presence and yes. we're safe from the, you know, from the nonsense of the enemy. So um, there's a journal that I've put together mm -hmm. that goes with the course. And the journal isn't exactly like the course because otherwise what would be the point of having the journal, right? right. But so every week there's a few things that are the same as the course, but there's things that are different that gives you different insights that you won't get in the course or you won't get... If you have, you know, if you don't have the journal, you, you miss that part of it. Right, so right. it's just something to enrich it. And it, it's really, it's big, it's beautiful. It's um, eight by 11 and it's the size, it's the price of a paperback. Nice. Yeah. And nice. so I think it'll be a blessing to people unless that's the black and white one. And then there's the color one that is gorgeous. But so nice. you get one of those as a thank you for being on my <laughs> Well, I'm excited. Court. I'm excitedly waiting for mine to come. I'm like, yes, I am excited about that. But, but I, I love that, you know, it's something that's interactive. 
you know, the course is not just something that you're just, you know, listening to or reading. There, there are actually portions of it where, where you're able to connect with people. And, and I think that that's critical in any coursework that we're doing and anything that, that, that we're talking about, that we have an opportunity to express ourselves, you know, and to, and to talk about what it is that we've read and to make sure that we are comprehending it and that we can have a conversation about it. So I love, love, love that the course is interactive because, you know, sometimes we can read things and, and we may not understand, or we may have an additional question. So it's nice that you're creating that Facebook uh, live. I mean, that Facebook page where people can can, you know, have a conversation because that's what it's about. It's about moving us, uh, you know, and, and I say this always on my show, moving us from a space of fear to a space of knowledge and then yes. to a space of empowerment where we can reach back and help others just yeah. as, as, as you're doing in this course. You're reaching back and helping people because it's about being able to cope. And like, again, that's the acronym for Create Our Peaceful Existence. What are we doing to help create our peaceful existence? And, and in this time of COVID and, and people having to sit with themselves and, and having to figure some things out, as you said, we need tools, we need tools and resources, you know, and, and, and I think that, uh, you know, your life experience, you know, even in, in teaching and in doing missionary work, it gave you the tools that you needed to be able to cope with the, the situations that you were going through. You know, and, and you even realizing during the course of your marriage that you needed another, you needed help. You needed to have someone step in and, and, and provide a resource to help you to, to deal with that. So you never, you know, got to a space where you felt, you know, oh, this is, this is hopeless or, or it's helpless. This, this situation is always going to be for me. And I'm sure that there, there may have been times, but there were opportunities for you to see that that wasn't the case, you know? So also another thing is that I'd like to assign queer partners. Like we're two mm -hmm. people are together and they message each other or phone each other. They can encourage each other mm -hmm. and walk through the six weeks together. And I'm hoping that God will build friendships that will last for life. Yes. And that's a part of, of, of building the, that, that network of people that you have that encourage and enlighten you and, and move you away from those that are, you know, those toxic relationships. So like and I said, even, yeah, even ideas like that, it's like, I don't take credit for it. I just, I feel like God just kind of gives me these ideas and I go, Oh, well, yeah, that's a great idea. Right. <laughs> right. right. And then again, that there's that obedience and, and saying, okay, well, this is something that I need to add to it. Yeah. So it's just value, you know, it's just added value all the way around. I love that, 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 uh, you know, that you've created this course and that you, you are creating this space for, for people who are going through trauma and going through, uh, you know, periods of brokenness to see that, that there is actually a, a space where you can be transformed and that you take them through the steps of transformation because that's a beautiful thing. And it's hard to have gone through it because like for most of my marriage, I felt like I was just a piece of furniture. Like I wasn't any of any value to my husband. He didn't love me. I was treated like he would treat a stranger almost. In fact, he treated strangers better. So there were times I said to him, could you please treat, treat me like you treat a stranger? 
and um yeah so it was really hard yeah yeah but then i sit here and i see this transformed person in front of me and i'm like yes you know it it, it, it lets people know that things you know things are possible all things are possible exactly through christ who gives us strength who strengthens us he does gives us the fortitude and the wherewithal to say you know what what somebody else doesn't see i see and god sees and it's almost as though looking in the mirror and say, I see the God in me. And that's what, you know, as, as believers and Christians, you know, we want, we want those to, who, who interact with us to, to see God in us. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's how much more priceless is it when we see God in ourselves? When we look in the mirror and say, I, I see the God in me. I see the relationship that I have with him. Mm-hmm. I see all of those things, you know, that, that, that he's promised. I see those things in me and I can, you know, not only glean from that, you know, through, through my, through my, you know, reading scriptures and my understanding and my, and my relationship with him, that I can share that. I'm not going to hide that light under a bush. You know, I'm going to go out and I'm going to let my light so shine that others may see. Amen. You go girl. No, I love that. I love that. But that's, that's what, that's what your course is going to evoke you know, the importance of knowing who we are and, and, and how, you know, we can move to that space of beauty and how we can operate in that space of beauty. You know, mm-hmm. even in the midst, like you said, in the midst of your divorce, you're still smiling because, you know, we know that, that you know, we're not sitting here saying, oh, well, we're promoting divorce or anything like that. You know, because yeah. I, I have been, I'm a product of divorce myself, several. And so, <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. But, yeah. but just to, to be able to understand that, you know, there, there are seasons in our lives. There are things that, that we experience on a human level, but, but our relationship with him is so much more. It transcends that. Yeah you know? And so I, I, I absolutely, absolutely love that, that, like I said, that you have created this, this, um, document that you've created this course and that hopefully within those six weeks, you know, and beyond, you know, you've laid the foundation and then those who have created those, uh, relationships through the, through Facebook, through the prayer partnerships that, that we've created lifelong friendships, and, and support systems that are going to help people to, to continue to walk in that space, because we want all of the journeys that we're in to be some type of lifelong journey, not yes. something that's just a quick fix, not something yeah. that that's just, oh, it's just six weeks. And then we can just check that off our list of things that we did. <laughs> you don't want to get check done. We're done with that. Okay. Oh, we did that. Okay. Check. No, we no. want it to be something that we can glean from and, and learn from and take those resources and say, okay, I can take this and I can use this in any aspect of my life. Exactly. It's going to be transformational. It's going to change habits. It's going to change lives. I know it. I know God's fingerprints are all over it. So it's going to be amazing. I love it. I love it. Is there a, uh I'm going to have two webinars to tell people what the course is about, like a free webinar. So on February 10th, there'll be a webinar at one o'clock pacific standard time and then on february 17th they're both thursdays okay at six o'clock pacific standard time 
because then that's like nine o'clock Eastern Standard Time, so I couldn't do it any later. There'll be a webinar, and it will tell all about the course, and then people can sign up for it then if they like. And if they sign up during the webinars, I will send them a free copy of my book, A Life Set Free. Nice, nice. So, so just funny. to say, to explain something, because people might have questions like, so how did you do all this missionary stuff and all this? Nice. Um, my husband basically, he was a pastor. And wow. he um, quit and he basically ran away. He went to work in another province in northern camps like working like in the oil fields and that mm -hmm. so for the spring no like for fall winter spring he would be working in the northern camps all summer he'd be driving tour buses oh so okay. 12 okay. years i basically never saw him wow and so when we did see each other i just felt like i was just another person like i was i wasn't his wife i was nobody special Wow. So, yeah. And wow. so that's when, like a, a few years ago, four years ago, actually, I quit my teaching position at the Christian school where I was teaching at the end of the year. Uh -huh. And I was going to go and live with my aunt, who was like my mom. Like she took me in when I was 14. And I was going to go live with her and look after her because she was in her 90s. She had a big house, a big garden. So I thought I can house clean for her. I can nice. look after her garden. I can make meals for her. I can be there for her because she she was there for me when I needed someone and I just wanted to do something for her. And then she ended up falling and going into the hospital and they put her on some kind of a medication that just made her tiny bit of Alzheimer's just morph into great massive wow. Alzheimer's. And so then she had the living will. And so the trust company just took over and all of a sudden all these other people were living in her house, looking after her like care aids and I wasn't needed anymore. Wow. Everything I was going to do was being done by someone else. Right. And so I'd go visit there and it was like, it was just, you know, too much for her to have so many people around. So I hardly could even visit. And so, and I'd already given up my teaching position. And so right. I thought, well, now what do I do with myself? And so I asked my ex-husband, what do you think about me um, getting a job at an international school? Because there were no jobs where I was. They were all taken. And um, he was all for it. Sure, go. Why? <laughs> so I did. Wow. So I went to China. Wow. Yeah, and it was quite the experience. Yeah. I can imagine. Yeah, because I mean, and that's, and I'm glad that you did answer that question because yes, yes, I'm sure our listeners were kind of like, okay, so yeah, how did all the mission work and and yeah. the, the schooling and the education? He wasn't around. So yeah. in the summers, I just did missions work. I'd yeah. take off, you know, and go for two months. And then actually what happened, it was really cool is um, when I was going to go live with my aunt and then she ended up in the hospital that fall, I didn't, I was already thinking, I don't know what to do with myself. So I thought, well, I've always wanted to go to Israel, like for the Feast of Tabernacles, it'd be so much fun. So I said to my husband, what do you think? You know, my ex-husband, is it okay, you know, with you if I go? Sure, go. Right. Leave. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I went for two months. And then when I was coming back at the airport, I remember walking by where people were lined up to get a flight to China. And I was thinking, oh, my gosh, China, how exotic, like. I wonder where they're going and what they're doing. And meanwhile, God's laughing because about three months after that, I was on a plane to China. 
wait for all of these opportunities. You know, yeah. I, I think about some people and, 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 and being in, in uh, you know, some of the more painful narcissistic type relationships and having that person, you know, gaslighting and, and saying yeah. things and, and making that person feel, you know, not significant, but for him to say, oh, go to Israel, go to China the opportunity there to be yeah. able to go and to interact with other people and to, awesome. to experience those, those kinds of opportunities, you know, it, 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 I don't want to say it, it was almost like you did you a favor and, yeah, and, exactly. and allowing you to be able to go and, and to, and to yeah. experience other people, other cultures. Mm -hmm. And, and, and I'm sure that that changed, you know, I, I've been to Haiti a number of times through, through the foundation that I'm associated with. And yes, it changes your perspective on, on, on empathy and, and how yes. you treat others. And, and, and then you can compare it to your own existence. So, yeah. so, and, and you going those places, it, it prepared you for where you are right now. It did. And so I love, I love that, that you were, you were given that opportunity. <laughs> like you said, God was laughing, like, okay, wait a minute. Cause I got something to <laughs> you. Stay tuned. <laughs> He was like, wait a minute. He was like, yeah. here's the funny part right here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm seeing you over there too, and you're going to get an opportunity to yeah. see. So, yeah. And then when I was in China, I had a really funny thing. Do I still have time to tell you? you? Absolutely. Okay, this was funny. Um, we had a week off that we had no school. And so I thought, well, I'm not going to stay in my tiny apartment for the week. I want to do something. Right. I'd love to go see China. And so a friend of mine that I was teaching with that is Chinese, but she's from Canada. She, I loved her. I loved my Jane. She mm -hmm. was beautiful. And she was an older lady and she would just drag me around everywhere. Come on, let's go get manicures or let's go get a massage. Or right. she was so cute. So like, you know, back rub or whatever. And so anyways, she said, well, why don't we go together to someplace in China? And she spoke Chinese. So I thought wow. this is perfect. Wow. And we'll go travel together and, you know, for the week. And then... <clears throat> It was funny because when I first heard that I had this week off, I had this thought kind of flip through my mind. I should go to Thailand. And I was like, Thailand? What? You know, why Thailand? I don't know anybody. I don't know where I'd go. I don't know what I would do. So I just dismissed that thought, right? And I was all, all on board to go traveling with my friend to somewhere exotic in China. Right. And then, because I thought, I mean, I'm here. Like, the chances of me coming here again, like, who knows? And so, anyways, about maybe two weeks before we were supposed to go somewhere, she said, oh, I can't go with you. I'm sorry. And I went, why? And she said, well, because my parents want me to spend that week with them. And in China, parents trump everything. Right. Like if you, right. if you um, disobey your parents, it's probably the most horrible thing you can do. Like, right. <clears throat> excuse me, another little rabbit trail, another friend that was my doctor, she was Chinese, she said that her mother wanted her to go into medicine and become a doctor. And she said to her mother, I don't want to be a doctor. I, it's not of interest to me. You know, right. don't even talk to me about it. And the mother said, I'm going to stop eating until you go enroll into med school. Wow. So my doctor <laughs> said it was better to become a doctor than watch your mother starve to death and right. be responsible for that no pressure right yeah so my friend couldn't go traveling with me because your parents wanted her you know this right. other friend and so all of a sudden you know so I thought okay now what do I do with myself for the week because I'm not going to sit in this little apartment for the week by myself and then all of a sudden this Thailand thing went through my mind again I was like 
that is bizarre. Anyways, I checked my email. I had a message from this missions thing, a global missions or something. They were having um, this global national convention kind of deal right. in Chiang Mai, Thailand. And I looked at the date and it was exactly the week I had off. So guess where I went? To Thailand. Yeah. And it was the, the coolest thing. Wow. It was so cool because it was a missions conference. And there, it was funny because there were the first night there were 39 nations represented and they told us some of these are restricted access nations do not take any photos because right. if you take a photo you could be and you post it you could right. be risking someone's life right. and it was funny though because there was 39 nations and I just had in my head this is wrong there should be 40 and I thought why am I even thinking that why do I think there should be 40 how do I know how many there should be right. the next day they said Sri Lanka or whatever it was has just arrived we're 40 nations now and it was like now it feels right right Wow. The coolest experience. There was a Chinese man that got up on the platform and was talking to us. And he said how he was like, he was from mainland China. And he said that he would go to his friends. He was like a pastor evangelist kind of person. And he said he had so many doors closed in his face because the police were after him because of his evangelism. And he said that um, people would say to him, please leave and do not come back. We don't want to ever see you again. Because wow. their lives were in danger if they associated with him. Right. So he was telling us this. And then he said, but God sent a group of men that just appeared that came to him and they said, we will stand with you no matter what. We will stand with you even into prison and unto death. Marvelous. And as he said that, that group of men came up on the platform and stood with him. Wow. And I just burst out crying. Wow. It's like, God, you're so awesome. Yeah. You're so incredibly awesome. That's it. And it That's was actually right. like a little taste, yeah. taste of heaven because all of these 40 nations, like they, one night they had this thing where they all came out in, in their tribal costumes, you uh -huh. know, like, you know, like somebody would be from the Philippines and wear whatever they would wear. And they did dances and they sang in their language and they prayed over us in their language. It was like, this is like I've gone, died and gone to heaven. Yes. It was so awesome. But she and, and, and the parallels, the parallels, you know, of feeling, uh, you know, undervalued and then going and feeling like you have experienced heaven on earth. I mean, the parallels in your life alone, you know, and, and, and to be able to 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 have that translate into your into your um, coursework and, and to show how how we can move from that place and how we can be so transformed by the experiences that we have so many wonderful blessings that you had in comparison to some of the tragedies and trauma that you had as well. I know. And how it almost <laughs> seems to have trumped it. I'm just like, I am fascinated at, at the, at the spectrum of things that have occurred in your life that, that make you more than, than, than competent and, and capable of, of creating a beautiful course like this to, to share those experiences and to, and to show people how, how they can move to, into that space and how it, how it's possible, you know, to, to, yeah. to, to be able to operate in that, in that space and to finally experience peace, mm -hmm. you know? I absolutely, absolutely love that. And God also made me an artist. So everything that's put together 
is honestly so beautiful. I just look at it and I go, oh my goodness, God, you, you did this. Wow. Yes. So I just wanted to say too, before I forget, if people go to Rena Groot, R-E-N-A-G-R-O-O-T, on my Facebook page, there's a place where they can sign up for the free affirmations. And if they sign up for that, then I have their email address and I can send them the information to join the webinar, the free webinar. Wonderful. Okay. So you all are, you all are hearing that it's Rena Group. You said Rena on Facebook. Mm-hmm. So it's R-E-N-A-G-R-O-O-T, Rena yeah. Root. And you can uh, mm-hmm. connect with her. She'll have your email. And then she can tell you about uh, her coursework and also about the webinars. And again, those webinars are going to take place on February 10th at 1 Pacific Standard Time and February 17th at 6 Pacific Standard Pacific Standard Time. And that will be in the description uh, that comes along with the broadcast of this show. So you all will be able to get in contact with Rena and to uh, find out about this beautiful, beautiful course that uh, that she will be creating. Now, I know that we're getting close to the end of our show, but I want to ask you, as I ask all of my guests, you know, in the midst of all of the, of the highs and lows that you have had in, in, you know, in your life and, and in this pandemic that we've been in over this last almost two years, you know, how have you been able to create your peaceful existence? How have you been able to cope in this space? What are some things that you are doing in the now? This is exactly what I'm talking about in my course, how the strategies are just so empowering like one of them is just meditating on god's word and speaking his word out loud like for example when i was in china um i had a nightmare about people kidnapping me for body parts wow (laughs) and then my friend from canada sent me an email and she said you must be really careful when you go out at night because i've heard that in china they're really after people's body parts. And I was like, well, I, ah! <laughs> so all of a sudden, I can't imagine why, but all of a sudden they had this spirit of fear. Right. And so, yeah. And so what I did is I just started to claim God's word, God's mm-hmm. verses like scripture. I just said, I thank you, Lord God, that you have not given me a spirit of fear, wow. but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And it was almost like a mantra where you say something over and over. I would just say it over and over and over because it was like this heavy fear. Mm. And I just, as I said it, the more I said it, the more I just felt this fear just kind of dissipating. Yes. It just, it would just be gone and I would just be bathed in God's peace. That's it. So affirmations and, and, and like you said, meditating on God's word. So that's the name of one of my books. It's called meditating it? on God's word. Yes, uh-huh. it is. So, I mean, and, and that's it. It's, it's, it's like you said, talking about scripture and that's beautiful yeah. that, that we can do that, that we can well, have it because it's be in our hearts. You yeah. Know, we gotta meditate His on word is mind. powerful. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. So it's wonderful that that is a way that you're living in the now. And, and thank you for sharing that because you're always, again, looking for ways to help people cope and create their peaceful existence. So I love that. And again, we've given them your contact information, Rena Group on Facebook. Is there a website that they can go to as well? Or is it is this the best way to, to get in contact with you? It's also renagroup.com and it's a blog. And it has also messages from other people as well as just from me because 
sometimes this, it seems like there's just so much valuable information out there that I just want to share everything with, with yes. people and yeah. And so. that's what we're always looking for. We're always looking for, for, for ways to inform. So you said we're moving from a space of fear to, to a space of education and to a space of empowerment. And yeah. so with that, I want to say thank you so much for coming and sharing your experiences with us, Broken to Beautiful, for talking a little bit about the course. And, and we're looking so forward to that. And I'm definitely going to ask you to come back and, and talk about it after you've gone through the first six weeks of the course. I would love to have you come back. And, and, and you know maybe we'll have a few of the participants come back as well oh, and to share cool. that experience and, and, and some of the, the takeaways that they've had. I think that, that would be a wonderful conversation to have because you know it's all about the wellness journey and you know we're talking about where we are right now but where will we be six weeks after your course and and, and what will that look like for for some of those who who are uh you know will be interested in taking the course and experiencing it for themselves so i definitely look forward to having you come back and 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 uh you know we'll make that happen we'll make that That'd happen cool. so That'd again thank you cool. so much for coming thank you so much for sharing and and we look forward to all that's going to continue tra to transpire to transpire in your life you know and and we're you know wishing you the best in all of your endeavors and all that you are looking to do and just praying that God continues to find favor in all that you are doing for the furtherance of his kingdom. Yes. Thank you. That's beautiful. Okay. Okay. And with that, I will say that we'll do it for this edition of the How Now podcast, where we talk about how to live in the now. And until we see you the next time, I say peace.